0: And we can build a foundation for these kids before we go in and make neurological and structural changes.
1: Welcome to
2: the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Tongue and Lip Ties are they a nothing burger? Are they all important or are they perhaps misunderstood? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 228 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this week we are speaking with Michelle Chatham, the clinical mystic, Dr. Molly of Living Adjusted, and Natalie Healy, IBCLC. Now, this conversation was recorded a year ago and was somehow lost. I mean, I searched for it so many times and could not find it, and then suddenly I just found it hanging out on my Google Drive. So I cannot help but think that for whatever reason, this is being released right on time. It was certainly incredibly helpful for me as I am gearing up to have our third baby, to be able to go through this information again, and then to go through their course. Oh my word. It was just perfect timing. And I want to be really sensitive to the fact that many of us may be coming to this conversation from very different perspectives, having had very different experiences. I know that experiencing difficulty with breastfeeding in relation to tongue and lip ties is very common. This is exactly what happened with me with my second daughter, as I will mention a couple of times throughout the episode, but it was a really scary thing to have my second daughter to be attempting to nurse and doing the things, getting body work done, seeing my incredible IBCLC and yet still seeing my daughter lose weight, her inability to gain weight when she was born that was very, very stressful on my nervous system, certainly on hers. And so I'm so excited that I now have a new lens to view this from, that I've made all of these postural changes through BowSpring, which is one of the modalities that Michelle mentions in this episode, and that I have both the local support as well as this perspective change in my mind and my heart and my nervous system so that should we come into contact once again with a tongue and lip tie situation, I can step into that feeling more balanced, feeling more comfortable, feeling that I can take my time to consider what's going to happen and make my choices from a really empowered place, which is what we want for everyone, right? It's exactly what Dr. Molly and Michelle and Natalie are going to speak about in this episode, this idea of making the decisions that are right for your family. It it doesn't even so much matter what that is, as long as it's in alignment with what you believe and with your family. So I am thrilled that I'm able to carry this into my next uh, newborn experience. And I am so hopeful that it will be such a great support to you. And I'm also so hopeful that you have care providers like I do in my area that truly advocate for the very best for you and your baby. So very excited to be able to share this with you even though it's a year later, we are going to be discussing the lens changes that make all the difference in the world when it comes to how we, along with our babies, are flowing in the world from a postural, emotional, and a spiritual approach. I am blown away by the depth of this conversation, and I'm so excited to have this incredible group of women share with you today. So let's jump right in. Please remember that the opinions of my guests may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa, and this show is not medical advice. It's an educational tool, so continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. Michelle, Molly, and Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast.
3: Hello. Hello. Hey, so happy to be here.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
2: Yeah, I'm so excited. This is my first roundtable, four of us discussion. This is the biggest interview group that we've ever had. So thank you guys for (laughs) for being here.
3: (laughs) Every day.
2: Every day. Well, let's go ahead and get started. I would love it. Would the three of you take turns introducing yourselves and uh, just giving a little bit of background information on what it is that you do?
3: Sure. Want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. My name is Molly. I'm a chiropractor. Um, I have a practice here on Maui um, called Living Adjusted Family Wellness Center, and I'm new to the lip and tongue tie world, um, but that's how I found Michelle through a series of events. We had a um, we hosted a chat in my office, Natalie and I, she's an IBCLC, and we were talking about it, and then this wizard showed up, and we were like, who's this? <laughs> kind of scared, but um, <laughs> all of us had... An incredible experience the first time we met her and we go back michelle and i go back really it, our history is interesting through dallas through chiropractic through through friends um and so it was all like divine appointments the way that we kind of came together but yeah we're practicing here um on maui i'll let michelle kind of you want to say a little bit about you and who you are
0: yeah so um my name is michelle chatham and by degree i'm a bachelor's prepared nurse and i'm also a licensed massage therapist um, I practice as an IBCLC and then um, I'm also trained in oral facial myofunctional therapy. And I've uh, got a lot of experience in a lot of different areas in integrative health. So I've spent some time in biological dentistry and industrial toxicology and oncology and gastroenterology and a bunch of other um, disciplines as well. Um, and I began to get um, interested in uh oral function and uh, airway dentistry several years ago um, when I was having migraines. So I had migraines for about 12 years and I had done all the things and went to uh, into TMJ therapy or treatment that did not work. and so my the beginning of that rabbit hole for me was my own migraine situation and at that point I had five, children. I had natural and home birthed five children and breastfed them and they were getting older. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got involved, um, with that whole scene. And because I don't do anything just,
1: you know, randomly
0: (laughs) or, you know, uh, to play, I went in, I went in hard and, um, And I learned a lot. And, and we, um, at my, the father of my children and his practice, we created, um, the first integrative tongue tie clinic in, in, um, North America. And, uh, from there, we just treated a lot of babies and learned a lot of things and hopefully did a lot of people some good. And they still practice, um, they still practice that way now. And so, um, but here on Maui, I, uh write and teach and mentor and help other people create the practices of their dreams um, because a lot of people over the last couple of year have had, years have had like spiritual awakenings and they're like wait a minute you know what I thought was not true and now I don't know what to do and how do I square up these two worlds you know um, at the same time and I'm like let me help you and so I've, I help people create the practices that they want and help burn out tongue tied professionals too so yeah wow
1: yeah i'm natalie i am a registered nurse and lactation consultant and i have a business here on maui called maui breastfeeding support i met molly a couple years ago um when when she I was opening yeah. yeah and then we kind of formed a friendship mm-hmm. and then through the tongue tie talk we had we didn't realize like what a Who was coming? had our up the hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we, yeah, we were just doing a talk for parents um, because we were seeing a lot of the same clients. And at that point, tongue ties for me aren't new because I've been a lactation consultant since 2013. But the way that I was addressing them was the very old way or the very like, like conventional clinical, yeah. clinical way. Yeah. I was in the hospital system for a really long time and I finally broke free of that in November so I no
3: longer broke free girlfriend (laughs) golden handcuffs Yes, they are
1: completely unbound (laughs) um but yeah so I had been in the world of tongue ties for a long time with babies and then when we had this talk Michelle came and opened up both of our eyes to really what the possibilities are with these babies and so then we both joined a mentorship with her and and it's, yeah, seven months down. ago. Yeah, it's we just, just we just done. finished our mentorship, but one of the beautiful beautiful things that came through the mentorship was just this friendship, and then our course that we're putting out, which we'll talk about more later.
2: Wow! So was this the first mentorship regarding this specific like aspect of treatment, like the two of what like Natalie and Molly?
3: Oh, for us, yes. yes. For them, yes. Yeah. So it, we'd been seeing our, we'd had our gotcha. own practice. Yeah. and then she came in and we we did what we called she calls up uh, michelle calls a practice genesis right and so she wanted to help us create a space on maui where multiple prat- practitioners could work together mm-hmm. with a similar lens through which they were viewing mm-hmm. what's going on with infants and treat them right. as a whole not fragmented pieces mm-hmm.
1: oh that's so amazing so Michelle, what did you say in that talk that
2: just like blew everyone out of the water that changed?
3: (laughs) Literally what she didn't say and how she just like got her hands on babies and all of us were like, what's happening? Because we had been working with these babies. Everyone had come in. Yeah. Yeah. I'd seen all of the moms that were in there through pregnancy, except for one. And I was working with them for breastfeeding issues. And for me, like I kind of talked about this earlier but I was at
1: I was at the point where I thought I was good at my job and I was like I don't know what the what the problem is like I'm not getting the outcomes with these babies that the outliers yeah yeah there was like a few babies that like things had come up and I'm like what is going on and then Michelle is as you have as you've heard she's very intelligent when she talks and so sometimes like it went above my head and then the moment that she touched a baby was like mm-hmm. everything changed mm-hmm. like I came home and I was like she's just a wizard I don't She's a Can't wizard. I don't know does. how <laughs> to explain it. But things changed. And the babies that we were working on, like both of us had been working on it, which is like mm-hmm. the traditional what people say, you know, like see the lactation consultant, see the chiropractor. And both of us, we weren't getting the results that mm-hmm. we needed. We weren't synced up. Yeah. And then she comes in. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> and yeah. she's like, was, What are you doing? I yeah. Said, hey. Hey. Um, yeah. um, yeah, so so like that night, uh, Natalie and another IBCLC here on Maui I really that was also in the practice Genesis um, mentorship, um, Jacqueline Reddy. Um, they did this beautiful, like what I call traditional tongue tie talk. Mm-hmm. It's like all of the facts, all of the, you know, all of the correct information, you know, and, and, and they did, a, they did a great job and I just messaged them and I said, you know, Hey, I want to come meet you guys. I've, I've never met you. I'd love to connect with you. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, Maui needs a tongue tie center, right? And, and so I'd, I'd like to meet you, you ladies and, and see what's going on. And then the people that, the people that showed up were, were babies that had not gotten their outcomes, right? Okay, so it was, the, it was a few practitioners and Dr. Hana was there and uh, Jacqueline and you guys and then, and then families who had not gotten their outcomes. And that's like my favorite thing in the world. Give me all those, give me all those babies, right? That didn't get their outcomes. And so let's mm-hmm. let's let's get this done. You know, let's, let's do it. And so they did their talk and and they wrapped it up. And then I don't know, we just someone said, was like, it was. Do you want to? I was like, the do you want, I said, yeah. do you want me to like look, look at it, yeah. look at your your baby? You know. And then all of a sudden we had you know babies. And babies then Michelle everywhere. was like,
3: Molly, come here, hold yeah. this, that's do right, this. Molly. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so, and so, I was like showing Molly, you know how, because actually what I've done is, and, you know, I, I, I'm trained in craniosacral fascial techniques. So I was trained by Barry Gillespie. That was years ago. But since then, what I've discovered is there's a point where any modality leaves something to be desired. And so I figured out what the thing was. It's like, oh, "Okay, I see where this is headed. I see the trajectory as it wants to to lay out in the human." And and then I created the postural blueprint method. And so I teach I teach through that lens. So I teach postural blueprint method and once you overlay the the blueprint on top of any modality Mm -hmm. you can get there Mm -hmm. you can get you can get what you need as far as the body goes to be able to get the function Mm -hmm. and the cool thing or not yeah and then and then that can go into your like differential diagnosis Right. right and you're like oh okay the structure the structure is saying this the anatomy is saying this the function is saying this and then i've got all three parentheses of the algebraic equation right And you're working in all the, all the parentheses to get, you know, to balance the equation. So that's what I taught these, these gals here was, okay, you look at your anatomy this way, you look at your function this way, you look at your structure this way, and then you overlay this blueprint and then you see what comes up and then you can start asking different questions because people don't want answers as much as they want, they want to know like, where are we headed you know like where's this going because there's a lot of erroneous information out there now that's if you don't do this that this is going to happen and if you and if and if you see this then this is going to happen in example that. like open mouth yeah people and treating
3: for the future and
0: treating for the future you don't you don't operate for the future you treat in the now mm-hmm. and you guide it to the future that's called anticipatory mm-hmm. growth guidance and so um, I was using functional blueprint method with these babes and and in any session like that, eighty percent every time, eighty percent every time is cleared. Is cleared. Mm-hmm. And and so that happened with one of the moms in that session. In that, that session night, that she night.
3: Got 100%. She got a hundred percent,
0: yeah, and it was beautiful and fantastic. And she shared with us actually at the blessing two mm-hmm. weeks ago that, that that was just a really out of body transformational moment for her as well, because she knew in that moment, her childhood changed mm-hmm. and mm, yeah. No,
3: so good. Right.
0: So and, and, and just to look at that, look at her now, like look at these babies now, I look at their head posture, I look at their growth trajectory and these babies are on. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're ready to grow up and out and expand right. and take up their space and, you know, do the thing, you know? And so that's exactly the energetic behind like, what I teach practitioners is, you know, you get so hung up on the aesthetic of the anatomy that you lose this, the, the big picture of where you're going, you know?
2: So I'd love to hear why, like, how did this even come about? How did you realize, oh, I need to create this or that it just came to you. You
0: created this blueprint. What were you you experiencing in your life? Well, tongue tie wasn't you know, like it doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? So um, so when I was working in, um, in, in craniofacial orthodontics, I got to where I could tell which children were going to have a success and which children were gonna relapse. I could tell. Yeah. So that, I was like, okay, this is good information. So how do I create a, how do I create a way for, for parents to create an environment so that these kids can have success. Right. So that was like the first thing I did. Now, the other thing that was going on in the background of that was I had my own friend released. Um, it's probably been about 10, almost 10 years ago. And within, within a week or so I was in the hospital, like fighting for my life my, my appendix ruptured, my right lung collapsed. I had, I was in the hospital for 11 days. I lost 25 pounds. I was sick, sick, sick. And it wasn't until years later that I actually put that together with the shift in my nervous system and how my body had compensated all of those years that when, you know, it's funny, we say, oh, it's all connected because that's how we justify doing the body work modality because it's quote all connected. But y'all, I mean, it all it's, all connected. Connected. it's like yeah. all freaking connected, like because your body because your so my but, yeah, yeah. It, my need for stability had not been supported when you like they, they like cut me down, right? So cut me down out of upregulated autonomic nervous system, and then boom, I'm I'm on the floor. I'm look, like, I'm like you know just falling apart. And even on my surgeon, I can remember him. He was standing beside my bed one morning. He said you're falling apart from the inside out and I can't stop it. And, and I was like, Oh, I'm in trouble, you know? And it was one of those moments where you kind of have to like rally in your heart, mind and soul of like, am I, am I staying here or not? You know? And so um, it took me about three months to actually be able to get to where I could do anything after that. And then once I came back from that, I was like, even at that point, it took me a minute to put all together what happened. It took me actually a couple of years, probably. And um, and then what I began to see was kids going through the same thing, like this dissociative, like um, offline. I call them, we just kicked them off the grid. And, um And I, and I began to see it and I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. So what are the predisposing factors to that? And what are the, I kept backing up to try to find these foundational ways to either prepare someone, the patterns, the correlations, the occurrences, the co factors and all that. So like my mind was like in constant, like algorithmic mode. Right. But what I learned from coming back from it myself was how to build a foundation. And so now what I do is I coach practitioners on building the foundation so that they can transmit that to their patients and we can build a foundation for these kids before we go in and make neurological and structural changes that are not supported by their own beingness and vitality and stuff like that. So,
2: Wow. So for the three of you, I kind of want to hear, I mean, we're seeing the trend and that we know that everyone seems to have a tongue and lip tie now, you know, every baby's got that. And I mean, I experienced it with, with my daughter, there was the struggle to nurse my second daughter, she was having a hard time gaining weight. And so I, I understand that obviously there's something going on. What is it that we're seeing as the trend? Like, what is it being diagnosed as, and then what do you see differently?
3: That's so so multifaceted as far as (laughs) the contributing factors to what we're experiencing. And I guess I'll just go into, I'm, I'm more in, I'm really into like the birth world and um, like home birth and midwifery. And you even think about, and I think that's why I'd gotten into chiropractic is because I was interested in what makes us human and how things are created. And that's why I love birth. But if you think about back to just like what we're evolving into or de-evolving from is what i always say what are we de-evolving into honestly um and we're losing the ability to do things like birth naturally mm-hmm. and uh, or like conceive naturally and then we're losing the ability to breastfeed and then we're losing the ability to like have like, yeah, to sleep normally to breathe the way that our body was designed to um to digest the foods that are around us like we're losing a lot of abilities and i think this is one factor um, in the body's ability to maintain certain um, uh, just organ function or de- designs of the physiology. It's a compensation. So our bodies are compensating
1: for like the de-evolution and they're creating these frenums mm-hmm. to hold us together in ways that we haven't had to be held together
0: before.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that really wow. to the question of you know, I, I like to, as I say, ask the more beautiful question. It's like, okay, well, we all have frenems as we say in the course. Mm-hmm. Frenhems are your friends. friends. are our friends. Not food. And I know, right? <laughs> I are our friends. <laughs> and and so, if you want to ask a more beautiful question, instead of saying, "Well, why is this happening to me?" How is this happening for me, and how? Hmm, And if you stay in this open, regulated curiosity, you'd be surprised at the things that you see when you stop looking for a culprit and an enemy and something to cut or blame or cast your negative bias upon. Right. So the thing about it is, is. Frenums are naturally occurring parts of our bodies. I mean, we are. That's what they're here for. So the the question, the more beautiful question I ask is, you know, we even have cultures and and communities and populations of people who have prominent frenums in the midline, you know, and grow beautiful faces, and have big diastemas and and gorgeous jaws and beautiful bodies and White, you know, broad wide shoulders. broad shoulders yeah. and. And hips that move and, and things like that. And they're not bad. They're not they're not, you know, causing all of these problems. So then you have to ask yourself the different question is, well, in our culture, in our community, why is that a problem? And I think it boils back down to the foundational like Molly said I call it the collapse of our beings why mm-hmm. are we collapsing where's our vitality to push up and out into the world and why are we giving in to this tiny little string mm-hmm. so that's the question mm-hmm. i ask is where's the balance because frenums have been with us for since, since there, we since human. we've been human yeah. right so why is it now that all of a sudden there are problems. Everybody's got them. Yeah. They're part of our anatomy. So what makes one overprotective, overprotective <laughs> restricted. <laughs> restricted, and one soft and supple and mobile and able to flow and allow movement and dynamism in our bodies. So what's the difference? That, what's that difference? Not, oh, because, you know, every time you look in a mouth, you know, Here's the thing is if you don't see frenums, that actually means something else. Mm-hmm. You actually want to see them because they're part of anatomy. So you evaluate their quality and their functionality and how they interact with the bone and the muscle and the tissue and all of that. And, you know, ask different questions. And again, like
1: what I actually had a conversation with a mom this morning about it, who her baby has a very restrictive appearing frenum but he's also got a lot of other stuff going on and in her mind she's like I'm not looking for the quick fix like I'm in it for the long haul I'm in it to like really get through whatever we need to do but I think what has happened a lot like in our current culture is that people do want the quick fix mm-hmm. and so people have realized mm-hmm. like okay they're asking for a quick fix I can give them a quick fix and so then all of a sudden you see all of these babies being seen well, well before they're ready. Probably a lot of them don't need it. Um, as but far as a revision goes. For release, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's right. like, we're, we're definitely a quick fix culture. So if you see something that's broken, you want to fix it. And what we're trying to do is say, first of all, maybe it's not broken. Maybe it's there for a reason. It's a gift yeah. in some regard. Yeah. And then second of all, we want to do things as, like to actually like build that baby and that family and that mother's foundation To help them move forward instead of just sending that baby for a procedure right away. Granted, it might be done Mm -hmm. for, you know, might be done for some of them. But I think the big thing is like the quick fix. Like people want a quick fix and it's not like it might be a temporary fix. But if you read on like all these people who have gone through releases and stuff, a lot of people relapse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, all, all these babies that are having the procedure done before six weeks now, because research says that if you do it before six weeks, you've got a better chance of continuing to breastfeed. Well, the thing about that is, is these kids get to be older toddlers, you know, two three year olds, and like they they're saying, oh, but my baby's still tied, so the procedure must not have been done right, or there was a problem, you know, blah blah blah. That's not that's just not yeah. true. That's that's just not true because there's more to this. There's more yeah. to that story, and. Um, it's not that simple.
1: It's
3: not that it's not like that and black and white. The beautiful thing too about our containers and the people that we've served, um, the families that we've been able to help is they're literally recreating their entire life mm-hmm. to move into this. Like yeah. families, I know you've had multiple experiences with that, Michelle, like relocating their families, changing their profession or what the way it looks where or they live. where they live, yeah. Yeah. or yeah. literally like uprooting everything and creating a container for their family for their baby to grow to make them walk into thrive. more being yeah to thrive yeah. into more of their beingness more their humanness and so it's you're evolving back into like what what are the foundational pieces what makes you human and like can we get those on board and then talk about what's presenting in your child and in your life
0: yeah i think people wow. um the thing about now having children in today's world is that the, the human, the human on the planet used to set up the grid of where we lived and the DNA and how it was influenced based on migratory patterns and where we got our food and where we could find the resources that we needed to, to thrive. Right. Right. We weren't held in place by family or a mortgage or a job or whatever. We 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 were migratory, right? And even to a certain extent until the in through the early 1900s, right? And so now I really believe that the children that are coming through now are a gift to help humanity wake up and say. You know what you're going to have to rethink this whole thing about how we resource because i look at kids as plants you know we're we're all humans we're plants with complicated emotions and and um where we where we put the plant has a huge impact on it we don't look at a plant and go why are you turning brown or why are you blah blah, so blah. True. we move the plant we put the plant where the plant can thrive or we We just fertilize the plant or we we do something, you know, that, that causes the plant to, to begin to thrive. But what, but what we're doing to our kids is going, you know, we're literally watching them collapse in place and we're not asking questions like you would simply for a plant, what do you need to Mm -hmm. thrive? We're just going surgery or then we do tonsils and adenoids and then we're in braces, you know, in early interceptive orthodontics and then we're in phase one and phase two and all the time we're having sleep problems and then and, you're on a
3: sleep apnea. And then you're, so you're sleep in, then you're on a sleep and then you're on a CPAP.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, it's, this isn't, uh, this is a trajectory is what it is. It's a, it's a trajectory and it's, not, and it's not caused by the tongue tie. It's not caused by the frenum. It's caused by all the contributing factors that presented as collapse for for the kids. Yeah. Where's the vitality? Where's the, you know, the integrity, the tensegrity, where's the vitalness for our kids? You know, it's gone. Jeez. This is just opening up so so many questions. This is so fascinating.
2: So one thing that I wanted to touch on before I ask more about like, just like, okay, how do we, how do we encourage that? How do we encourage our baby plants to grow is this idea of the quick fix. And I think that that is a huge aspect of it. The other thing that I see just in myself is there's so much information out there. Like there are so many people and, and smart people, people that we trust, people that know a lot of things who are saying that, you know, you got to get that baby revised. Like you're not going to be able to breastfeed unless you get this revision taken care of, because like, that's, That's what you do. So it's really fascinating to me to see how, you know, it's like there's there's medicine, there's Western medicine. And a lot of the the people that are kind of in the groups that I'm around, you know, like the home birth crowd, like they're not so much like into Western medicine. There's like this alternative medicine. But even in the alternative medicine, there are these protocols that are being, you know, encouraged like, okay, well, like, yeah, of course we're going to go in and do a revision that uh, it's kind of like, that's taking over. Like that's the new,
0: the new thing. Is that what you've noticed as well? Yeah. It's really interesting because, um, so there's integrative, which is alternative plus allopathic there's allopathic, which is very Westernized. Right. And then there's, um, alternative, which means instead of, right. So three different concepts, right. And so, and I teach a surgery course. I teach a a surgery course called the perioperative experience and it's based on phrenectomies. phrenectomies. Yeah. Yeah. So I I teach that to, to nurses and IBCLCs who, who um, work with babies during the pre-intra and post-op periods of phrenectomy. So that's something very near and dear to my heart. Um, That is surgery. That is a surgery. It requires a a consent. At the end of the day, it's surgery. There have been babies who have actually gone on ECMO and and not survived phrenectomies, that that we have evidence that we've lost babies during this procedure. This is surgery. Treat it like surgery. And if there's a choice made toward a surgery, then honor it for the power that it has. Mm It is not a light. We're not clipping toenails here, folks. There are blood vessels. There are meridians. There are there, you know, I've seen a lot of babies come out of surgery worse than when they went in. That's one of the reasons I teach this class. It's on positioning and breathing and vital signs. And it's how to monitor this child during the thing that we're doing. This is we're not clipping a dog's toenails here. This is I treat it with a lot of respect. And so when I look at I have a a diagram called, um, the pyramid of stability. And then I also have another one called the airway intelligence Institute triad. So in my triad, you build the foundation and in the middle, you have the postural blueprint. And at the top, you have all of your allopathic interventions. And I tell people, you know, if you want, if, if you feel like this allopathic modality is in your belief system and your nervous system is co-regulated to that and it's something that your body is a yes for then let's get your baby ready let's teach you what to do let's 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 walk you through the whole thing and let's identify your outcomes have medical reason to treat and diagnose that properly and then do the thing because there are a lot of people who a lot of babies especially who benefit from that so but, but the thing about it is, is I, d- you identify your functional outcomes. You lit- I teach people how to chart those. I challenge doctors to formulate clear, defined medical diagnosis and nurses to do the same. It's clinical, you know, keep it, keep, keep it clean, keep it clinical and, um, and honor that process for what it is.
3: And also get the foundational, the bottom of the pyramid right. online. Yeah. If that's where you want to go. Yeah. That's what's a a yes for you. Yeah. I think another piece of this too is Michelle, you always talk about, this is a new, a new field, a new field in dentistry. And so this is like this morphing of like, um, what the alternative or the holistic model is this is new to everyone. And so yes, it's taking that into account and then also knowing now that there are other options or there are other ways lenses to view this through. Um, through the body, through the foundation,
0: through your environment, through your energetics. And, you know, I think the other thing we have to remember is this is a new field and not everyone is using the same lens, mm-hmm. right? I'm a very global lens person. If I see someone making a choice that's not in alignment with their belief systems, then I'm going to say something to them oh, I see you're going to a chiropractor, but your whole body is screaming, no, I can't handle that. Okay, let's find you something else that you can do that, that's going to be of more comfort to you than doing something that's against your belief systems, right? Um, because that's it's a very potent part of our being to be in alignment in that way. Um, but I'm very global in my thinking. And so here's the thing, and I've spoken at very large dental meetings and and taught on this subject, you know, for, for many years. And it's funny because, you know, when we go to the doctors that we love and respect, who we trust, they're there, they may also have dualistic thinking, right? So they may know that this baby needs a functional exam and this and this and this, but they're willing to do that surgery today. Right. So everybody slow your roll, you know, that's, that's the kind of dual, you know, it's a very dualistic kind of way of being in the world. And there's so also
3: pressure on practitioners to one meet outcomes or have a certain quota met or pay off your student loans. There's a whole nother dynamic to that. As oh, yeah. well
1: as I've seen a lot of people talking about my baby's tongue tie was missed or some, somebody didn't see it. Somebody missed it. And so I think there's mm-hmm. pressure from that standpoint too, mm-hmm. To be like, well, I'm not going to be the one that missed it. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, I, I, yeah, it, I see it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, so it can't come back on in the them co- that. In the court
0: nervous. world, they call that negligence, yeah. right? So doctors don't want to be negligent. And rightly so. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to embody a global integrative way of approaching this, then there's a way to, you know, to get an outcome and the outcomes have to be identified. So that's the biggest thing I see with people not getting their outcome is that the outcome wasn't clearly defined to begin with. Mm, That's very interesting.
1: Yeah. What we do, what we're trying to do in the course and as a group and a collective is we're trying to take the urgency out of this diagnosis because being a parent, like if your child is given a diagnosis, you're like, okay, what can I do about it? You know, and you want to like jump on it right then. And we're trying to make this, non-emergent slow down and integrate because a lot of times with the foundational aspects and the foundational work, so much changes. But if you just go ahead and just say, I see, I see a tie, it's impacting breastfeeding. You need to go get it done. And then you send them for release. They're missing everything at the bottom. So there's no way they're going to have that Mm -hmm. outcome. So we're just trying to like slow down and make it non-emergent.
2: Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about that pyramid a little more. What you talk about the foundational pieces? What do you mean when you say that?
0: Yeah. So all the things that that make us human. So a lot of we're so disconnected now from all of the from a lot of those things.
3: That's all, why we all
0: live on Maui. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it, well, and a lot of it's like. Uh, I call it ancient future technology. So, the ways that we used to live that actually promoted healthy mitochondrial function, that promoted um, great movement, suppleness in our bodies, things like that. Um, now we primarily sit and we're inside, and we eat very processed food, and you know all the, all those things. So, so on the foundational level, it's really recovering all of the things that that have the most impact on us in a positive way in our human form. Um, And then, you know, but that, you know, that's just a few of those elements, like the food that we eat, the, um, the way that we move, the amount of sunlight that we get, the time outside, the, the, the way we manage our, our, our time around bed, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so where
3: we're living, where we're living on the planet, like even electromagnetic fields and like interference yeah, all that kind of
0: thing. Right. Yeah. So big. Yeah. Just, you know, the, the frequency, the frequencies around us and how they're impacting us. Um, And that's going to be different for different people. So actually in mentorship, we, we dive into that. It's like, how do you know, what are the things you look for? Um, how do you coach people around that? Things like that. Um, yeah that's the foundation is basically all of the things that from the from ancient times have perpetuated us thriving as humans not just surviving yeah.
1: and things you can't live without right
0: like they're
1: very very important we give homework to our clients to like yeah. we do take a to the beach yeah for <laughs> sure and we're serious about it you can't come back until you do that homework
2: <laughs> you cannot come back until i see tan lines <laughs> yeah, well, literally.
0: actually, no tan lines, no but tan lines. that's Make a whole it. other story.
3: <laughs> yeah. we, we've literally we've had clients, Michelle yeah. has historically had a lot of people flying, but Natalie and I are in our own container now and we've had flying clients and we're like, you have to get charged up. Here are mm-hmm. the things that we're requiring you to do outside of the time that you see us. You're seeing us for a short hour every day for mm-hmm. a week or two weeks. Um, and these are the things that you literally have to go to the forest. Like you have yeah. to go to the forest today or tomorrow or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Go hug a tree, hug a tree, you know, touch the dirt.
1: Yeah. We've, worked on, on, we've worked on, we've all of us have worked on babies in the ocean. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. been
2: yeah.
1: fun. <laughs> That's amazing.
2: So we're talking about this foundational
0: level and then we bump up one to the postural blueprint. No, I was going to say, yeah, the Postural Blueprint Method. So in the Airway Intelligence Institute, it's the it's the human foundation, and then the Postural Blueprint Method is in the middle.
1: And
2: what does that look like? So you said that you can kind of layer that on top of all of these different modalities. So what's different about this Postural Blueprint? Yeah, so
0: the Blueprint is taking posture from um, the time that we were bipeds, you know, Um in, in, in more ancient times where we actually held our bodies in a certain way. So um, our most of our posture now is very collapsed. Like people do not have like glutes anymore. Like if somebody comes to me to talk to me about their TMJ, the first place I look is their butt because, you know, the quality of how their glutes are on the hips and where the, the hips are in space it as above so below so if their hips and pelvis are closed if their front belly is closed then their jaw is going to be retronathic and jammed way up you know near the ears so there's a way that you can decompress the spine you can get the cranial base to respond in a more um open and level way with the uh, the, the floor, the, the ground. Um, I'm also interested in like how the, the hands and feet, you know, interact because the tongue comes from the heart and the hand hand, um, embryologically. So all that's the same tissue. So, you know, how we move that and how we define that and how we get directionality out of that all plays together because what is it all connected, Right. So how the feet interact with the knees and the hips, how the, the, the ribs, you know, work and how they differentiate from the hips, all of those things happen in the first year of life with the, in, in early, uh, like three months with the unfurling of the baby, but that sets the trajectory for the growth patterns that become craniofacial, like where the maxilla is going, where the mandible is going, how the teeth come in. Because once you've got teeth, then you set all the cranial strain patterns that were present in place. You lock it in. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening there in the beginning that when you get that trajectory going, it's really profound. Like I worked with a baby the other day who had fallen off of the bed and didn't have a cranial cycle and and so, um, I, and, and she, she had taken CFT and so had her friend. And so they were working on him and I was like, "You guys have got to use, you've got to use the, the blueprint with him. And so I worked with him for about 40 minutes and completely changed the direction of his glutes and they've continued to ra- to rise and, and raise. And cause she's keeping up with me. Right and his face completely changed, his jaw relationship is changing. So, you know, you can use your modalities all day long, but if, unless you're using it for a purpose, for a trajectory, then it's just really nice, fluffy stuff. And this is the level at which, see, we've lost that imprint because babies, as they grow, their reticular activating system is scanning for this imprint of what it looks like. But the way babies create rapport and safety is through mirroring posture. And so to look like mom is safe, but if mom is collapsed and, 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 you know, closing her throat and her belly and, and is flat footed, then the baby's going to walk that way too, because that creates a big degree of safety to be like mom. So what I what I do with moms a lot of times is we'll, we'll, I'll take mom and I'll say, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to come to um, Awaken Your Bow class on Monday and Wednesday. And then what, three, four weeks later, they're sending me pictures of their babies sleeping with these forward head postures and their lips together because they picked it up from their mother's energetic carriage. Now it's safe to look like That's mom. Amazing. It's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I get these pictures like all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, my baby sleeps with their throat open now and their lips together.
3: It's mind blowing and also like, triggering right. when you're not ready. Right, right. When Tr- you're not ready really, to hear, yeah. When you're not ready
0: to hear that, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, right. And it happens very quickly. Well, very quickly.
2: I think that the reason that that just I don't know hits me in a strong but exciting way is because I had. I had a very dysregulated nervous system, still do, still working on it. But mm-hmm. I realized like, oh my gosh, I can I can heal my body. I started tapping, started really mm-hmm. focusing on my nervous system and focused on regulating myself. And my daughter, all of a sudden is like a totally regulated human. And it was just like, oh my gosh, it was me.
3: Like,
0: it was not, it was me. No, mother, no mother wants to hear they're the problem. Right. That's, that's you know, right. we, as mothers, we, we can't say it that way. In fact, we don't want to say it that way. What we want to do is say, you're not the problem, you're the solution as mothers we are the answer and Mm -hmm. so whenever I'm working with a family I'm like okay mom you get to go first Mm -hmm. maybe for the first time you get to go first because oxygen mask on her first Mm -hmm. and then everybody else but we don't think but we don't know how to do that we think it's Starbucks and nails and maybe a little shopping spree but that's like far from that's far from it but if a mom knows ex- yeah. knows how to oh, do yeah. that, the ways that are going to guarantee charge her up and guarantee jumpstart her and guarantee turn her on, boom. Then it what you've just tapped into is the nonlinear quantum field effect of mm-hmm. how we roll as humans and the container for which the baby is going to
3: grow up in. Yeah, and so it's so big. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. Oh.
2: It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing, but it's, I see exactly, there's that balance of like, Oh, I might feel really bad. Like I could feel really uncomfortable with the fact that my dysregulation was impacting my five-year-old's ability to regulate or not. Or I can realize like, wait a minute, I didn't know about this before. Like I had no clue that this was a thing. Now I do know that this is a thing and how empowering is it that I can impact my child. How cool is it that we are that connected to where yeah. me working on my healing heals my child? It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, it's and heal everybody around you. Yeah, and yeah. totally
3: like like lineage, lineage yeah. too. You know, so you're imprinting if your daughter had like whatever if she's going to have children, you're imprinting her babies. You know, she's carrying everything that she's going to use for her genetic um, impression on her children. So literal. Lines of Of people of humans, so cool, and so this can
2: be a lot of information this is clearly this is clearly a lot, so both for moms and practitioners, I think to hear just a tidbit of this, like, wait, what, <laughs> what is going on? But what I love about the three of you is that you are working to make it not so shocking, like you're working on a solution, you're not just giving like information it's like hey, this is what's going on, but also this is how we can work through this and help heal babies and heal families on a deeper level, both for the families themselves and then also for practitioners. So could you guys tell me a little bit about what all you have going on?
1: <laughs> so much fun
2: Seth. So much fun
3: stuff. <laughs> we just created a course um we're gonna it's an educational company midline revolution um and our first course is the evolution of lip and tongue tie um and we cover basically everything we talked yeah. about today everything we covered in today depth. in depth um but we talk about the anatomy too, the energetics go through uh like treatment quote options um movements, movements and then we do Rest a whole feeding. breastfeeding um yeah. module and um, positioning at the breast your wedging techniques mm-hmm. and things like that Um, So that is a resource for moms and practitioners, for parents and practitioners, um, which is another topic we could talk about. It's like breaking down so many paradigms of separation and um, like knowledge, uh, power differential and um, making things like an even playing field, more of a human playing field, not necessarily like a practitioner or mother um, uh, differentiation there. So that's really fun. Yeah. Michelle, do you want to talk about your mentorships?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys also have NeuroPosturing here oh, yes, Maui. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, they, they do a whole, they have a whole fly-in thing. Like, people can come in and get, you know, top-notch care. And a release, too, a functional release if they need it. Um, Dr. Hana, you know, went through mentorship and... She's an excellent practitioner. And so we have all of that available here on Maui so they can charge up resource and get the neuroposturing piece and get a functional release if they need it and go back home. And that's know?
1: like, I think that's very different than what we're seeing out there because a lot of times when babies are like diagnosed with oral restrictions, there's they go to their body worker, they go to their IBCLC, they go get the release. It's all like they're going to these different places. But what Molly and I are doing together is we actually work on the babies together. So mm-hmm. the baby gets bodywork and breastfeeding assistance at the same time. And then we go with the babies for the ones that do need a release. We go with them and we surrogate them while they're getting the release. So they're, they're never leaving our arms.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow. And I think that's an important aspect. So you, you're saying, you know, we're not saying like this is never, no release ever, never, never, no release. We're just podcasting <laughs> <I'm smart.
0: laughs> your podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Hell no. No, we're not saying that. It's a very beneficial procedure when used correctly and when it's needed and when yes. it's needed yeah. in a way that you've sequenced out your outcome. It's very beneficial. I love, I love doing functional phrenectomies. I think they're a blast because these babies just. Opens. Yeah, open up like the like in the, the last one. Yeah, like in the perioperative experience, yeah. the way I teach practitioners to do this is just there's so much openness and freedom, and and the person with the cranium piece gets you know the opportunity to immediately imprint directionality onto mm-hmm. the babies, and they go immediately to the breast with mm-hmm. lactation support, so that everything's happening in the moment, like a reset button. It's rebirth. just it's it rebirth. rebirth. It's a rebirth. Yeah. It's a reset. It's like a redo. It's a do over. Wow. You know, and I get really sad when I see, you know, like um follow up care looks like, oh, go get your release done and I'll see you three days afterwards. I'm like, no, 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 no we're gonna do this now.
3: Together. Together.
0: Yeah. And nobody's leaving and going anywhere. We're we're in this to win it, you know, and this is this is why it's so important. And so but I keep very high standards for for things like that. Like some people would call it unrealistic, but I don't care. So it
3: and works. in the in the course, <laughs> We're touching on um, helping you find if this restricted tissue in the mouth, the oral restriction, is a reason or a response to what's happening in the body or the foundational pieces of your environment. So yeah. um, I think that's the Ms. Michelle's differentiating factor is like, what is the reason for what you're experiencing? Can you clearly define that? And how have you um, tried through the body, through the foundation to reach your outcome? And it has it worked or not?
0: Yeah, so I get really I get really particular with practitioners about you know their referral systems. I'm like, exactly what is the deficit here? Exactly what is it that you're going to accomplish by recommended sphenectomy? Exactly what's going to happen? Because if you can't call it, you don't need to be referring it. That's the for, a surgery. the for a surgery. That's the high. That's the differentiating qualitative experience I want practitioners. That's the level I want them to practice at. You're not, we're not rolling dice here. We're not playing craps. We're, we're actually driving a functional outcome that can clearly and should be clearly defined. I get really fired, really fired about that. <laughs> really,
2: I <laughs> get really soapboxy. That's amazing. And I think that's so important. And I love that that's what you're imbuing on these other practitioners. So what does that mentorship style look like for you, for maybe practitioners who are
0: listening to this and like, Whoa, what's this? Yeah. Mentorship looks like usually about six months and it's a really high touch container and we go through each level of, of the airway intelligence Institute triad, which is the human foundation, the postural blueprint and the perioperative experience. And usually toward the end of mentorship, we all round up together here on Maui. Um, and we do the hands-on piece. So we actually do the, um, the chair posture and chair ergonomics for surgery. We do posture blueprint with okay, each, geez. with the, with the babies. We actually hands-on work with families. And, um, we also do a lot of stuff with each other, as far as, you know, like working with adults and, and some toddlers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's usually six months, and and sometimes there'll be a practice genesis in that where people are trying to like they're burning down their old practice and they're trying to create something from, you know, from their gifts and uh, that embody and imbue you know their source their source imbued gifts, and so they want to utilize those in their practices.
1: We also do teach for parents in our course modules. The movement, the movement one is basically all based off the postural blueprint. Mm -hmm. So the movement aspect of it is all things that parents and practitioners can do with these babies to create openness and expansion. Mm
0: -hmm. It's really fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's in that's in the midline revolution. course, there's some there's some nods in there toward toward doing that. Yeah,
2: yeah. That I always see upside down babies on your feed, so
0: I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, sure there's some up down baby right? stuff in there. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one of them. <laughs> that's how a lot of them got here. So exactly, you, know. you
3: were upside down for eight months at least. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
2: Right? Yeah. We mentioned this briefly, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about it. So you do these fly ins where people will come from different areas and get get specific help from you for like a couple of weeks. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Generally, we do like week and a half minimum if they're so the the couple people that we've had, had already known that they were planning for a release. And so if that's the case, like we could do people without a release for less time, but if they were going to get a release, we have a minimum of a one week follow up in person, because we don't want to like have someone have a release and then send them on a plane and something's going
3: on mm-hmm. you know? totally
1: collapse or something yeah
3: yeah mm-hmm. so we'll do it's usually around like two two and a half yeah. weeks um parents fly in and the people that have done it you they sacrifice a lot to yeah. be here and have had other children and some have brought their children with them some have left their other babies at home and brought a friend and then a husband flies in or whatever it looks like um but that's been really fun and that yes. was all inspired by michelle yeah. to just be like Y'all can do this. Y'all can do an intensive with people. And then we can do a functional phonectomy and it can all, they can get charged up here and it can all be this package of like a real, like a fly-in tongue tie center, essentially.
0: Well, that's what I had before. And the model works really well um, when you run it this way. And it gives you a lot of time to really educate parents and help them create what, help them facilitate and create what they want for their families when they return and things like that. So it's a great, it's a great model. It, it's really sweet.
1: And we, we see them almost on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're putting hands on that mom and that baby almost every day that they're here.
0: Yeah. And that's Natalie and Molly. That's not, that's not me. So the whole reason they have this is because, because of you, because, well, <laughs> because, well because I don't, I don't, I don't really particularly have a pra- a private practice anymore. I do have a bespoke practice. So people who reach out to me who are like, you, you're the one, you're the one we want. And then we, we create, we create what they want, but I'll for, do what it takes. I'll yeah. do. Yeah. They're, they're like, okay, I'll do what this takes. And, and so I don't have a, a open, like a front door practice, uh, you know, private practice anymore. I like teaching professionals. We're the gatekeepers. The gatekeepers. We're a gatekeeper. <laughs> fine.
3: Masters. We like it.
0: But sometimes they'll call. They'll they'll call me in when they because she's all
3: witchy, and we're yeah. like, "This is what's going on. Girl. We need you." Yeah, like, okay, do like, witch, please report for duty.
2: <laughs> we already mentioned just briefly this course, the evolution of the lip and tongue tie. So, could you give us just a tiny bit more about that? Where people can go if they are interested in learning more or jumping into
1: it all so all of our bios on Instagram have a link tree to it but our website is midlinerevolution.com and it is like it's a course that's already pre-filmed so it's not it's not live it's basically click and pay and it's been really amazing so far
3: totally yeah we've had we've had uh, quite a bit of feedback just yep. really mind blowing experiences yes. and like heart opening experiences, I think more so. Mm-hmm. Um women and practitioners and, and families watching it and like being tear filled and heal feeling yeah. healing and feeling empowered because they're like, wow, I can do all this with my baby. I didn't know. Thank you for like giving me the giving me the um not the acceptance, but like the permission. Yeah. Giving them the permission to like move their baby in these ways and use what they have around them. So and empowering them. Yeah, empowering.
0: Yeah, yeah, and what I what I found too was that, you know, language language is important. Semantics are important. How we talk about things matter. And a lot of the narrative around lip and tongue tie right now is very um punitive. Mm-hmm. It's diminutive, it's fearful, very it's fear-based. very fear based. Yeah. Um very um artificially uh, what's the word jacked up like like there's a power it's a there's a power differential because it's it's this clinical thing right mm-hmm. and so my my whole approach is is like let's let's talk about it in a in a different way that's more soothing more calming more regulating, regulating yeah. no urgency. And, and take the urgency out of it. And, and let us show you some things that you can do to bring yourself back into your body and be present with what's happening and then make decisions based yeah. on your belief systems and not somebody else's frame for the world. Right. Um, and that's what this course does. It it actually helps people land back in their bodies and go, Oh yeah, you know, I can make these decisions. Oh yeah, I can, I can find, People who, with whom I resonate, because it's like Molly says, you know, what you are seeking is seeking you. And people who say, well, I don't have caregivers or I don't have people like that around me, you probably do. Mm-hmm. They're just not, they don't look like you think that they might look. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big thing. It's Which like, is
3: what happened to Natalie and I when Michelle like, came in to, exactly. out from the woods. Like right. nobody was looking for her. No. I mean, we were looking for her. We didn't yeah. know what she looked like.
1: She, Michelle had actually done like a zoom call with me probably a Whoa. year. It was like a year before. And yeah. I just had her in my back pocket. I saved her number as Michelle talks expert and body worker, some sort of body worker. Cause I didn't really understand exactly what she did. Yeah, And so that was like over the course of a year. Yeah. And then you came to us.
0: Yeah. And I just showed up for the wine and cheese. It was no wine, wine and there was just cheese, but that's okay. Yeah, we because have I, I don't we know didn't what have that food. was I don't so. fruit. And I was like, Hey, what's up? And yeah, let's
3: pour a drink. Let's, yeah. Yeah,
0: let, you know, let's, let's work on some babies. And so that's what that, that's yeah. what happened. But
1: she, like, we were looking for answers because we had babies that we were unable to help at the time. And she found us. Yeah. We were seeking that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, so they were seeking me, and I was just looking for a good time, and so, and so it worked out. Here we are,
3: (laughs) we found it. I think too, it's really incredible. The Midline Revolution is—it's going to be—it is an educational company, and we have other offerings in the works. And so, the next piece, the next piece to this, is so we're we're giving you guys the evolution of Day. This is going to be the foundational course or a piece of information for everything that we're going to work on in the in the future. And so our next offering is going to be a really intentional slow down drip of information or tools for mothers or families, um, parents to connect with their baby, connect with themselves, integrate whatever information or diagnosis or experiences that they've been having um, and really move through that in a, re- a heart centered way, in Super a regulated way. Yeah. So it's, we're really excited about yeah. that
2: that it just resonates so deeply with what i'm working on and creating inside of the home birth collective and this concept of how we've got to get back inside of our bodies and reconnect to that primal mother Mm -hmm. in order to give birth in an empowered way and it just sounds it's so similar it's like yes this is the piece that we've been missing we've been missing the fact that like Science is great. Information is great, but what is your heart saying? What is your body telling you? And how can we step back into that and and live from that?
0: Yeah, follow well, your intuition. Like, yeah, it's like, sure. you know, we as adults, we literally cannot be abandoned, right? But we can abandon ourselves. And when we abandon ourselves, that is the that's the ultimate insult. Is when we abandon ourselves, the knowing that we have, the beliefs, the, the leadings, all of those things, when we abandon that, we're, we're in trouble. But people don't really look at that as something to honor and something to explore and discover, which is yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you honor and explore and discover yourself and you know who you are and why you're here and what you're about and you honor that. And you realize that you have choice and this is how you have choice and this is the way you know you can do that your potency and your power and just your pure love comes through and that's what ultimately heals us all Mm -hmm. right is that is that is that stuff Mm -hmm. so those are the important things tongue tie is not important Mm -hmm. it's not important at all it's Mm -hmm. You know, it's a distraction from the things that are important. Totally. And we really drive in our in our
1: course and also the future offering, like really reflection and looking inwards. And some of the prompts that we give in some of them, they're not easy. They're hard things. And we want people to do those hard things because people are afraid of them. They don't want to think about them. They don't want to look and reflect and process things that may have happened like in the past or currently. So what we're doing is we're intentionally being like today, you're going to go sit down and do something. And it's, it's probably going to be pretty hard for people, but at the same time, we feel like there's going to be so much more healing that happens that way.
2: Wow. This is so beautiful. I am so excited for all of the different ways that the three of you are supporting Practitioners, families, especially little babies—it's just—it's so exciting, and I love the way that you are shifting how we perceive these things. Um, it's just—it's so much more empowering. Just like we were saying, it's so much more empowering to look at it through the lens. Sim- a simple lens change makes all the difference in the world. So
3: thank you so much. Yeah, I was—I was gonna say—and you're doing it too. You know, like get the moms ready have the births have the births in an empowered place and you know really like woman-centered heart-centered yeah um, that'll change the way your babies talk about foundation yeah that's a that's foundation. a foundation it's yeah. amazing yeah
2: you're so right wow well, thank you guys so much it was such an honor to get to speak with you and hear more about what all of this is I cannot thank you enough for coming on the happy home birth podcast thank you Kimberly. thank you. Okay, if your mind is blown and your nervous system is feeling a little dysregulated after the influx of information from this discussion, I am sure Michelle, Molly, and Natalie would highly recommend you go hug a tree, go pick up some dirt, and root and ground. How incredible was this conversation? As we head into today's episode roundup, I simply want to remind you of the resources that were shared and give you a little discount code if you decide to check them out. Parents, if you are looking to help your baby have a healthy foundation and not to feel rushed into a frenectomy or rushed into a decision, you're going to want to join Midlife Revolution's Evolution of Lip and Tongue Tie course. I just went through the course myself to prepare myself as we welcome baby number three any day now what i love about this course is it's not long it is not all of this unnecessary information they get to the good stuff fast and then they give you what you need in terms of what to do with your baby these uh postural changes that you can make that you can implement uh, breastfeeding support that is just so helpful Uh, If you want to join that, there is going to be a link in the show notes. And if you use the coupon code Caitlin, you'll get 10% off of this course. Moreover, if you want deep care and to know that your baby's phrenectomy or simply their healing without a phrenectomy is being approached in an extremely mindful way, reach out to Dr. Molly and Natalie. I have the Email address that you can use to reach out to them so that you can go to Maui and have all of that care taken care of for you. It takes all of the guesswork out of it, and you know that you, your family, and your baby are going to be supported in an incredibly holistic means. And finally, licensed practitioners. If this feels like a whole new world and you want to incorporate this into your practice or totally rebuild your practice, Michelle is the clinical mystic you need to know. I have everyone's information in the show notes, so head on over to find what you're looking for. Okay, my friends, that's all I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode.